0: Now.
1: Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. Well, hello. Thank you, can you yeah. hear
2: me? I can hear you. My headphone. Oh, there we go. <laughs>
3: Was My the volume turned little.
2: down? No, it's just our radio studio is from 1942. <laughs> so sometimes if one little wire is touched, I'm not going to be able to hear myself. Yeah. Six o'clock club in the morning. Let's do this thing. 410-583-1065. If you're new to this, we are looking for the absolute best people in Maryland that are awake this morning to text us, and especially on Thursday, because typically we do this. But on Thursday, we say, is there one new person that's never texted us before for the six o'clock club that can be our new friend for the day? If that's you, let's get you in for today. 410 583 1065. Who's up?
3: Carol, the shuttle driver, is here. Good morning to Veronica, our kinder care ladies from, uh, from Karen and Amber. Lori is here. Terrence, good morning. John, the Annapolis locator, is with us. Big Energy, Lisa, good morning. Christine, Dr. Joe from Towson. Francesca, the nurse. Eileen, uh, Lou and Glenn Bernie checking in. Yeti is here. Cindy in Westminster, good morning. Hopadope, Lisa. Clever Kevin and Drew from Precise Performance. Good morning and happy Thursday.
2: You too, four ten five eight three It's Wednesday, right? Or is it
3: Thursday? It's Thursday. Thursday.
2: Okay. It is Thursday. Hang Sorry. On. Oh, it's one more sleep.
3: Yeah. Just realized that. There we go. Alright, let's
2: put that in perspective then. y'all. we got one more day. One more day to do, and then you're enjoying your Friday. So let's get our little chant going here, too. Two, one. One, one more sleep. One more sleep. More sleep. One more sleep. One more sleep. sleep. Geez, <laughs> I didn't even know what day it was.
3: My bad.
2: <laughs> just to tell you how janky this radio studio is, just by me slamming down on the counter to do one more sleep, my headphones went out again. All okay, right. we're back. Um, uh, listen, I I don't have a lot to say about Kiki right now. I, I don't know that I'm going to have the, uh, the ability to talk about it today. I am... Very grateful to anyone that has reached out uh, via social media and especially yesterday, which was an extremely tough day for me. Yeah. Um, taking the show off was, was challenging because I always hate letting you guys down. But I am so thankful that anybody that uh, has sent me a message about the passing of my dog, it's, uh, it's tough. It's really emotional. And... We'll get in, you know, we'll get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. When
3: you're ready. When I'm mm-hmm. ready. And so today we just want to get back into the routine.
2: It feels good to come to work. Yeah. Yesterday would have been really messy. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have done yesterday. But um, today it feels good. You know, this is what I moved my life here to do, to come be with you guys. And it's my favorite thing to do is to wake up and come do the show. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate all the love, all the support. Hope it doesn't go unnoticed. And we'll see how today goes. I don't know. Right now,
1: no.
3: We're just trying to do we're Thursday. Just gonna, it's we're just, just do one do day, day at a time. Show. One day at a time. Yeah.
2: That's right.
1: Now. 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 These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three, three. with Jess. Oh number three.
3: It's National Women's History Month, so every day for the month of March, we're taking a moment to look at the way women have made the world a better place. And today we are honoring Elena Sanchez Valenzuela. She is a journalist, director, a suffragette, and she was born today in 1900, and she was one of the first Mexican silent film stars in 1918. Elena was the first woman in Latin America to conceive, plan, and make a film in 1936, and in 1942, she founded the very first Mexican 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 National Film Library.
2: That had to be so crazy considering that like... This
3: is
2: 1900s. You couldn't even like buy a house back then if you were a woman. You know what I mean? So for her to like be a pioneer like that, it had to be just like so... Because like we hear that now, we're like, oh, okay, she made a movie. Cool. But like back then, can you imagine? Yeah.
1: Number
3: two. KFC just announced that they are bringing back their infamous Double Down sandwich for the first time in almost a decade. Do you know what this is? Is
2: this the one that has two chicken patties instead of a buns? Yes. Yeah,
3: so yeah. it's two fried chicken patties. Bacon, cheese, and sauce inside. No bread at all. It first debuted in 2010 after they announced it on April Fool's Day. So people just thought it was a joke, but it was, in fact, very real. They brought it back for a few weeks in 2014, but they have not sold it in the U.S., So it's been about nine years since fans have seen it at KFC. It's going to hit their menu next Monday as a limited time only thing again. And it's only going to be around for one month.
2: Y'all, we... (laughs) What in the world? Do you remember this or no? No. No?
3: I I don't know what this is.
2: This is like... This comes from a time period where we were like so... Overweight. <laughs> like, Stop it. All, I mean, we were though. Like everything you could buy at fast food was ridiculous. That's back in the day when you could go buy like super size. Yeah. From yeah, yeah. you know, and like you, you get like five thousand French fries for some reason.
3: The thing for me though is the fact that they're like for the first time in a decade. Like we don't not-
2: need that. <laughs> like our hearts are still trying <laughs> to recover KFC. Nobody, nobody wanted that in the first place. But like, will they buy it? I'm sure. But do we need it? Absolutely not. Number one.
3: KISS announced the final leg of their End of the Road tour. It kicks off in October, and they will be making a stop at the newly revamped CFG Bank Arena. The legendary rock band will be in Baltimore this fall, November 29th. Those tickets go on sale starting next Monday on March 6th. And this is the latest Baltimore concert that's been announced this year. Other performers you will see, Lizzo, Bruce Springsteen, Janet Jackson, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel
2: and more. You know my feelings. Listen, do I need to say my feelings? I don't mind repeating it, but you no, know my feelings. No
3: need, but you know what? I think it is slowly. I mean, we're popping off, kind of. Those are a lot of. Those are a lot of names.
2: We're popping off. If you're heading towards retirement,
3: that's fine. True. The
2: only person you're excited about seeing is Lizzo. I guarantee you. If and if Janet. You're like, and Janet. Other than that, though, you don't like.
3: And Kevin Hart. I'm, I want to. I'm talking Kevin. musical acts. Okay. Only. Okay. Okay. Because like, I feel
2: like. Yeah, you're
3: right. If
2: we're be, just talking about CFG Bank Arena, like here's my thing. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Like Baltimore does get some huge shows, but they're all for people that are like 60 plus. And if you're 60 plus, that's awesome. Like that's great. I'm sure you're excited to see Kiss. But I, if, you're, if you're almost 40 and almost 30, like me and Jess, we're like, I, I could give. I mean, like I know even if somebody gave me free tickets, I wouldn't go to a Kiss concert. You wouldn't, no, go? No. Why would I? Why would I go? I I could. This I didn't even know what this was their song until I googled. What is a Kiss song? Yeah. So, I just, we need, where's Taylor?
3: I do miss the, what is that, that Jewels show? Do you remember that? Family Jewels? family. With, oh, with the yeah. yeah.
2: But what's even his name? I don't, this is what I'm telling you. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, thank yeah. you. Okay. We're so this bad. Is this is Jess,
3: and that was your top three.
2: Did you used to believe back in the day that if you ate a piece of gum, that would stay in your stomach for like 15 years or something? <laughs> was that one of your common does it, misbeliefs? Does
3: it not? Is that not it, real? It
2: does not, by the way. Okay. Just for some factuality this morning, that's not a that's not a real thing.
3: Yeah, I 100% believe that.
2: I did too. As a kid, that was something that I was always scared of. That watermelon seeds, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to grow a watermelon in my stomach. <laughs> (laughs) We're laughing about this because there's a list out today about the dumbest myths that people still believe. And so what I thought that we would do is kind of run through some of these and tell me if this is something you still believe in. And we'll just kind of clear it up this morning, okay? Okay. Um, Do you think that when people die, they still have these like dramatic readings of people's will? Like, when they get together. You've seen this like, in movies before, probably, where they're like...
3: Oh, wait. Totally. Yep.
2: Not a thing. What do you mean? Not a thing. Nope.
3: What, you're telling me that nobody gets together when they have to figure nope. everything out?
2: Nope. They said this may have happened, like, 150 years ago. Then who do they read chance. it to? It's nobody? <laughs> this is estate the lawyers. They just In reality, they just mail everybody a copy that wants it, and that's it. So no one's sitting there being like, Jonathan didn't leave me his no, car. No, it needs to
3: be like Harry Potter when he finds out what Dumbledore left him. It needs to be like that. <laughs>
2: that's what I want. Do you believe... That you have to register your fist as a weapon if you have a black belt. What? Have you heard that before? No, I've I've never heard heard of that. I I guess I didn't really think twice about it, but I have heard that before. Not true, by the way. Not an actual weapon you have to worry about. That would make sense, though. Have you heard this before, and do you believe this, that you eat X amount of spiders in your sleep every single year? I
3: do believe that. (laughs) Is that fake?
2: So they're I thought saying, that was
3: science.
2: I, listen, I thought that. I thought maybe not spiders, but you, you have, we've all heard that before. Yeah. And I'll be honest, maybe I'm one of the dummies that believes this one. That like, That's why oh my I won't
3: sleep, uh, sleep naked either because I feel like, you
2: know, well, bugs. I've been bit by a bug before. Yeah, you have. Multiple times. Yeah. But in your mouth... Probably not. Are you sure? Experts are saying this probably doesn't happen. For you to actually swallow a one live spider, it would have to be like so many unlikely circumstances for that mm. to actually work. So, you know, take your mind off that. We're talking about myths that like we believed back in the day. And some of these have kind of carried over even into adulthood. And we're like, wait, I thought that was like, that was a thing. How about this? If you drop a penny off of a sky a skyscraper that it will eventually fall fast enough to kill somebody have you heard that before like if you're like a really tall building maybe you at the World Trade Center in downtown Baltimore you drop something off i think so not not going to happen okay, they're that's saying good. at most it may go 30 miles an hour cuz of its weight it could
3: it, hurt somebody
2: it would, they say at the most so, if you ever worry about dropping a penny off the top of something tall? And I'm no expert on this. You're like,
0: I'm
2: just no. <laughs> I'm reading this. You're not going to kill somebody. They said at the most, it might feel like they got flicked in the forehead. That hurts. So that's still. not really that one. How about this one? And this one, honestly, to this day, terrifies me. If you have, if you drive past somebody at night, and they have their headlights off don't flash them because it's probably a gang initiation and then they will come and kill you oh
3: my gosh
2: have you never heard that before
3: are you
2: serious dude I was driving down Falls Road the other oh, day oh here we super go super early into work and, oh, and this no. guy didn't have his lights on I'm like this is this has to be gang related
3: stop it swear
2: to god stop that literally, right literally at my first I was like I need to here alert okay. this person
3: okay
2: that they are their lights are off and then I was like, like no Is a trap
3: you think it's a trap
2: have you never heard this one before no so apparently they did some research... Into, is this real? ...into gangs. Uh, they can't find one gang to say that actually is an initiation. Okay. <laughs> so all right. Know, maybe you can just let your neighbors know if their headlights are off and not have to worry about okay. it. Okay. What in the world happened to one of the absolute biggest stars of the 90s? You loved her. We all did. Then all of a sudden she disappeared. Mm. And I'm going to try to clear that up today with our Throwback Thursday segment. Super simplistic. We're going to look at the number one songs in previous years here in Maryland, and then I'll take you to that moment in pop culture history. And you're also going to be like, what did happen to her? All right. We'll start in 2015. The number one song today, the 2nd of March, would have been Uptown Funk. Uptown funk, uptown funk yeah. the I think this song was number one from March until... December this entire
3: album <laughs> just bangers
2: we could literally play this song probably every week and it still makes me happy it. all right 10 years before that the number one song in Maryland today in 2005 was Mario and let me love you,
1: you, let me love you. Let me the one which is having a, you a weird resurgence have you seen him yeah. on TikTok? yes yes
2: a weird resurgence on TikTok right now. I
3: right know. People are taking the clip of his hey when like like when you steal food from Mario or like when the, like someone steals his package from his front porch. <laughs> yeah, I love it so. It's much. good. It's,
2: it's so stupid and unnecessary. Whoever figured that out. It's perfect. So dumb. Love it. Alright, who remembers this one? Back in 1997, today in Maryland, you would have been listening to Spice Girls on Mix1065. If you wanna be
0: my lover, you gotta get rid of my friend.
3: You know who's not listening to the Spice
2: Girls? King Charles on his coronation day. Of all all the commentary, you could have added right there. Hey, listen. The
3: the Spice Girls said, nah, no, no, thank you, King Charles. We do not want to perform for you,
2: sir. All I really, really remember about this time period was like, this song was seemingly... So scandalous. Why? Everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like one of the like, lovers, and like, even if you like want to be my work, lover, you was have like, to
3: respect my friends. How is that scandalous? It was
2: so like they were just so.
3: How dare you taboo. have standards <laughs> like, for, for my friends?
2: How this is on like kids' bop and like nobody thinks <laughs> twice about it. Y'all, what in the world happened to Lauren Hill? Aww. What in the world happened to Lauren Hill? Can you even answer that question? You're and you're a fan. Like I, what yeah. will what happen to her?
3: I assume that with the whole label situation, because she she can't perform her songs like in a, in their entirety, right? Doesn't she have to do like different like musical arrangements because of the ownership of her music?
2: Let me explain. So it would have been honestly 24 years ago this week. That Lauren Hill won five Grammys for
3: this album. She's only released one album, an entire career off of this thing.
2: The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, yeah. which this song was on, right? And y'all, you know, we loved her. She was everywhere, right? And she sold ten million copies of this album. All of a sudden, she's getting offers to do like be the, the front woman in hip hop and music. Movie offers were
1: coming in. Yeah, she like, was
2: big. But like, instead of following that path, she just kind of disappeared from the spotlight. And here's the thing. No one can really agree with what exactly happened to Lauryn Hill. Basically, throughout this time, her music... Production team and her songwriters were suing her because they felt like they were being screwed over. She had just had a baby at this yeah, time. Yeah. She hated the endless criticism of being a celebrity. Right. There was a weird rumor about her going around that like she didn't want white people to buy her album. Do you remember that? No. How I even remember that. And then apparently, even like her personality type wasn't really fit out to be a superstar. Like she would be late to do things. She was kind of erratic at times.
3: Well, and, I mean, I think it's like I think we forget how insane the, a celebrity can be on your life well, and of your course. mental health. It takes, and a- it, ha- it happened—the career of the way she blew up. It's like it went zero to one hundred, and it was all on her.
2: And so, really, for a mix of reasons, she was just done. Yeah. She kind of like popped up every now and then to do some stuff. I mean, she was at Preakness last year. She did the MTV Unplugged, and then, but like, we—she was like, should have been the next biggest star, and then she just kind of disappeared, which. Yeah. It's sad because I think we all saw her as like, damn, this woman is like super talented. But I'll tell you, it does take, it takes something to be, if you really want to be a star. And this, by the way, hasn't really happened since then. You don't see somebody quit as they're entering into, like, their biggest stardom phase. Like,
3: they walk away. They
2: walk away as they're entering into their biggest phase. Like, you see somebody, like, a Nile Horn or somebody.
3: Doja Cat low-key walked away recently. Like, she, she's kind of taking a break. Because the same thing has happened to her.
2: Will she come back? We don't even know, though, you know?
3: Why do you have to look like a criminal in your passport <laughs> photo?
2: <laughs> I, I The answer is I don't know. I'm not sure, but I can also tell you, you absolutely 100% do. Yeah. Explain the struggle you went through because Jess, is this your very first passport ever?
3: Very first passport. At
2: age 29 and a half, Jess just got her very first passport. <laughs> That's so cute. Which
3: 29 is. 29 and a half, I love
2: it. Crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, explain the process. Though. What's got you so upset?
3: Well, listen, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're not allowed to look like a human being when you take your photo. And they still, and they also use those old like Nokia cameras from like 2002 when they take your photo as well. So you look like a criminal because you can, it's blurry and you cannot smile. You can't smile. I'm not Tyra Banks. I don't know how to smize with my eyes, okay? (laughs) So you're not allowed to show your teeth?
2: Let me read you the... This is uh, is off the the, the website for your passport. The expression you have to have, and this is what it says. Oh, I
3: didn't read this part. My bad.
2: Have a neutral face expression with both eyes open and your mouth closed. So that's like, that's exactly what they asked for. But I can tell you what they told me when I went to get my passport photo. Yeah, Is it like absolutely whatever you do, do not smile in this photo or they will reject it when you try to apply for your passport.
3: I also heard that you have to have your ears showing as well.
2: Did not know that could yeah. be true. Didn't look. There's about 150 guidelines to get a passport, by the way. You so know, you describe this photo that actually came out. Like what? How I... would how would you describe what you look like? And we can post this, by the way. We'll post this on uh, Kramer and Jess on Instagram, so you can see. And maybe yours is as bad. As Jess's mine, honestly, every time I leave the country and come back in, I'm like, I would not let this man back in the country. You
3: look, you look scary. He, he,
2: he looks like a criminal. Yeah. I would not trust this man to enter our country ever. Yeah. Describe your photo, though, if you had to, and we'll post it online.
3: I look like I had, I went to the Avenue in White Marsh.
4: Yeah.
3: And I was having a good time, had too many drinks, blacked out. <laughs> Got in a fight with someone at a bar, got arrested, and then took my mug shot and was waiting for Garage Boy to bail me out of prison. That's what I look like.
2: Do this. If you don't already follow us on Instagram and on Facebook, and we'll just talk about Instagram specifically, follow us right now at Kramer and Jess, at Kramer, it's Kramer with a K, at Kramer and Jess, and go see if your passport photo is as bad as Jess's. I just told Jess, maybe today will be the day. Um, mm. as I'm even getting into this I can already feel myself getting emotional um, I want to start by saying I really hope that you get the opportunity to be loved by a pet and to have that love return to them as well out of everything I've done in my almost 40 years now the absolute most rewarding thing was the love that I had for my dog, Kiki? And you may have heard by now that she passed away on Tuesday. And, man, it's been, it's been a long five years. There's been a lot going on the last five years of my life between the divorce and the move and the job loss and uh, this crazy depression stuff that I've been dealing with. And I think that losing Kiki has been the hardest.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I had Kiki for 14 and a half years, and through that, she was such a safe place. When everything else in the world seemed crazy, I always knew that I could come home to this unconditional love Mm -hmm. that only a pet can give you. There's not a person in the world that can love you the way that your pet will love you. And I always knew I had that. Kiki was always that safe place, no matter where we were living or, yeah, or like,
3: you're constant.
2: <laughs> what was going on outside the home or inside the home, even. Yeah. Kiki was always there. And Kiki was a fighter, man. Kiki got, she was diagnosed with a heart condition four and a half years ago. And I've told this story a hundred times, so bear with me. You've heard this before, but they gave her 18 months. They said, we don't usually see dogs live past 18 months when they have congestive heart failure. Mm-hmm. And she gave me four and a half years and I don't think that was by some like weird coincidence yeah I think that call it that Kiki knew call it like the universe but like somebody that wasn't myself (laughs) knew that I needed her and man, we fought. We fought so hard. That dog fought. And last week, it was Thursday of Radiothon. I went home and I just saw her laying there. And I know you know this feeling if you've ever had to say goodbye to a pet. But I just—I knew she was tired. Yeah. we have, For the last month, we've if you've listened to the show, it's I've really been, been struggling with, like, when is the right time? Mm-hmm. But she'd have good days, and then she'd have bad days. And then she'd have a good day, and I'd get really hopeful. And then she'd have a bad day, and I'd get really discouraged and sad. But it was Thursday of Radiothon, the first day of Radiothon, where I went home. She hadn't eaten all day. And... I gave her a couple treats because no matter what, that that woman would not miss a treat. Didn't matter. That was really what she ate in her last couple of days were just treats, and I told her, "I'm like, you can go. I don't think I'm going to be strong enough to let you go. I don't think I. I mean, I will if I have to, but I just I've been doing this for a month." That I don't, I just need you to know that, like, if you need to go, I'll be okay. I know you're holding on for me. I spent about 30 minutes holding that dog. And we just talked about, like, our favorite memory. Well, I talked about, she didn't talk back, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just I told her my favorite memories. I just shared with her all the fun times that we had had. And thanked her, because I don't know.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. I don't know that I could have gotten through these last five years without her. Yeah. I walked in the house on Tuesday after the show, and Kiki's body was lying there in her bed.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. She didn't look distressed. She didn't look like she had really suffered. Her body was still warm, so I knew it hadn't been that long. Yeah. But it's almost like, because I even knew I like, I've got to get through Radiothon. I can't. She can't die during Radiothon. I've got to focus on the kids right now.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: She waited until the next day after we gave the total.
4: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like she knew. She was like, all right. It's all you now. Mm hmm. And I picked her body up, little five pound body, and I held her. And we just cried, and I told her how much I loved her. And I'm really glad I got that opportunity.
4: Yeah,
2: it was hard, but I'm really glad I got that last opportunity just to like be there with her, and like I could feel her warmth on my chest. And it was almost like like one more hug, yeah, and then we went to the vet she's currently being cremated she'll be back next week I'm wrecked <laughs> like even though I knew it was coming this was no surprise, and I've like built myself up for this man I'm like like you gotta be ready for it going to hurt when it happens.
3: I don't think that's ever something that you can be ready for, and I think that's something that you have to be patient with yourself just with grief in general. Um and I don't think that you need to feel like you're going to have it together on any certain timeline. And you need to give yourself that space. Yeah. You know. And I am I think everything happens for a reason, and I know for a fact that the timing was not
2: an accident.
3: Yeah. And she knew, you know. Yeah.
2: It's been a hard two days, man. I appreciate. I'm going to tell you what. Here's one thing that probably the brightest thing that's happened because of Kiki's passing is. Uh, like Sometimes I feel really alone here, mm-hmm. honestly, because we're new. You yeah. know, we left our friends. We left our family. We came to Maryland and we haven't really had a chance to even like really interact with you guys that much because of COVID, you know, Mm -hmm. we talk every day, I understand, but some days I even leave the show being like, (laughs) does anybody really care about this? Honestly, I'm being honest with you. Mm -hmm. It feels isolating here sometimes, but the amount of love that I've felt from you, because I know that a lot of you know this feeling.
4: Yeah.
2: It's the same thing that you've felt. It's made this experience not so isolating Mm -hmm. to see how much love has come through. So thank you for anyone that's left a comment. I I haven't had a chance. Anytime I go on social media, I just start crying because it's just hard to read the comments. And I, (laughs) I just, I thank you. I hope you know, like how much you mean to us and how much like you, you meant to Kiki because so many of you guys just love to see your pictures and, and like share her life too and that was really really special so thank you
3: we're getting a lot of sweet messages from you i'm a text from the 301 kramer my heart breaks for you mm. i'm so sorry for your loss this week kiki i wish i could reach out through the radio and give you the biggest hug
1: so
2: sweet thank you for that mm-hmm. appreciate that kramer
3: i'm so sorry and i understand the pure love that you had for kiki and always will mm. she has your whole heart and you had hers yeah Um, Another text, I feel your pain, Kramer. My dog is 15 years old and has since uh, he was six months old. Um, I held him extra tight last night when I heard the news about your dog. That's from Taco.
2: It's tough. Like when you hear, especially I know for some of you, this may be hitting closer to home. Because I even remember as Kiki, that was my, in case you're just tuning in, I I had my dog from basically birth, her birth, uh, till 14 and a half. And I know that once you start to hear stories like this, you really start to take them personally and i understand that like you t- you're like this is going to be me one day and it is and well, it's tough and
3: a lot of people have gone through it or too gone through it, so yeah. i think a lot of people can can relate to that feeling because it truly is losing a family
2: member let's see this is jen hey jen good morning what's up
1: i just wanted to tell you i'm listening i'm taking my son to school and my heart is breaking for you i just wanted to say be know that you're blessed that Kiki didn't make you make the decision Yeah. because I've had to do that in the past and it was not only heartbreaking for me but my daughter is an amazing person and she on several I mean unfortunately it's been like three times now two cats and a dog that um, we had for a long time and she just luckily my cousin is a vet so she was able to Come to our house for two of them, but the other one we had to go in to the office. And right. literally, my daughter—I mean, she she turns twenty-five today. <laughs> but Happy she, birthday! <laughs> but she um, was able to be strong enough when I couldn't, and she just held those animals and loved them till mm-hmm. their very last breath. And it was it was heartbreaking, yeah. and I, I feel what you're feeling, and believe me i i just want you to know that you're
2: definitely not alone in this well thank you i, I appreciate you saying that and I, i'll say too like i've done it both ways obviously this kiki was the first animal that i've had that passed on her own uh i've also put down a dog and they're both they're both terrible um they're yeah both, they I are i don't think i don't think either way it's really easy i think it really depends on the circumstance but but yes there was i think at the end of it i was definitely relieved. Um, that it, that 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 she that she had she had rested and whatever way it needed to happen, I knew that she was ready to. So that was really um, a reassurance. But yeah, I, I, I mean that, that
1: definitely is the hardest decision yeah, to make because
2: I, I, you struggle for a while with it, don't you? You really wonder what you really do right to do
1: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for calling. I just wanted to give you a call and just let you know you're not by yourself for sure. Now. 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 These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three with Jess.
2: Things happening. Jessica Duce, everybody. Number three.
3: Comedian and actor Adam Sandler is coming to Baltimore. He is joining the list of big names performing at the newly revamped CFG Bank Arena. The show was recently added to his North American stand-up tour. He'll be performing April 21st at the CFG Bank Arena. This will be the last show on his tour. And those tickets go on sale tomorrow at 12 p.m.
2: I... I like Adam Sandler. I think that's actually it's actually really exciting. Adam Sandler though makes me always think of like a simpler time.
3: Like remember wedding when his, singer, like, Big Daddy. Well even
2: like his like, like his Hanukkah song. Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? Okay, also I cause in the picture for like the promo pick or whatever, he's holding a guitar. Yeah. So does that mean he's also doing stand-up and performing songs? It sounds
2: awesome. I think CFG Arena will melt down. I have to go. If he doesn't sing the Hanukkah's. I literally feel like people will literally rage if it doesn't happen.
3: (laughs) Number two. (laughs) Vanessa Bryant has settled her lawsuit with Los Angeles County for $28.85 million. The dispute was over photos that members of law enforcement shared after the 2020 helicopter crash that killed her husband, Kobe Bryant, their 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and seven others. co plaintiff Chris Chester, whose wife and daughter were also killed in the crash, settled for nearly $20 million. The photos were mostly shared among L.A. County's uh, department, fire department employees, their sheriff's department. Some spouses also saw the photos, along with a bartender where a deputy was
2: drinking as well. I know it doesn't take away the invasion of privacy. Right. But damn, like, you got to feel like getting a a check for 20 mil.
3: Or just three years later and having to do, having to participate in this ongoing lawsuit and having to go to court. i lot of work. A lot of pain. Major step in their healing process.
2: But 20, like, do you think it was worth $20 million? What do you mean? Like, do you think that the... the the punishment fits the crime do you think oh i mean
3: absolutely i'm surprised it's not more i don't think i don't think you can ever put a price on finding out about your husband's death online before finding out through a different way It's
2: it's tough
3: number one travis scott is wanted for allegedly punching a guy at a club last night in new york city according to tmz the rapper was drunk and wanted to take over the music at club nebula This led to a confrontation with the house DJ, which then led to Scott hitting the man, turning his anger on the equipment and causing $12,000 worth of damage to a speaker and a video screen before fleeing the scene. Scott's attorney called the whole thing a misunderstanding and says that this is being blown out of proportion, but Travis Scott is still at large.
4: Really?
2: Seems like it'd be a hard person to be at large.
3: Um, but I mean, you know, see him, see him. I, don't, I don't
2: honestly, I don't really know enough about him to know, like, does that sound like him? I like, just, like, for example, uh, like the Will Smith slap, we were like, that's out of character, you know? Yeah. Travis, is he known to, like, cause trouble or is this kind of, like, unlike him?
3: I mean, he's never punched somebody in the face I mean. publicly, but I also know that this isn't something that needs to be attached to him after two years following the Astro World tragedy. Yeah. I know
1: that for sure. Yeah.
3: This is Jess, and that was your top three.
1: Do you feel a little crazy doing it? It's about to go down. <laughs> Perfect. We want to know everything.
2: Dish. Oh, hey.
1: It's talk me out of it, please. With Kramer and Jess. Mix 1065.
2: Anonymous, we have you on the voice disguiser. So what's this what's this crazy idea that's going through your head?
4: Oh, well, I'm thinking that I have no choice but to cancel my grandson's honeymoon. Oh.
2: No. Wait, why would you why would you cancel his honeymoon?
4: Well, I told him I'd pay for it, but then I found out his uh, fiance is has cheated on him. Oh, oh no! I just don't think I can support that idea of helping them have a good time when he's marrying a cheater.
2: Do you know when the affair actually ha- or the cheating happened?
4: Just recently. Oh. Uh, oh no! My daughter informed me that she had had an affair,
2: and they're and, yeah. they're, st- and they're still going forward with everything.
4: Yeah, I guess they've supposedly worked it out. Man, that'd be tough. So getting married this weekend.
2: Wait, what? Well, that'd be tough, man. Like if you're this close to a wedding and like you get all this, I mean, it it really makes you wonder. I mean, I I, know I I, I can't I can't say that I blame them either for just
3: going, still going through with it.
2: You know how the wedding planning goes. Imagine you spend a year and a half planning your wedding, and then all of a sudden you get this close, and like something slips. Mm. It's kind of it's a tough call, man. I mean, uh, not my situation.
4: So how? Wait, how you come into the honeymoon? How? Oh, that was going to be my gift. I told them that I would pay for their honeymoon because uh, he told me how much the uh, honeymoon was going to be. He put it all on a credit card. Uh, I think it was about $50, 54 $5,500. I, I said I'd round it up to 6000 and give them a check on their wedding day.
3: Their wedding day, you don't want to give them any money, and they are fully expecting you to cover the entire thing that they've already purchased. Yes. Okay. Yes. Man. That is. Okay,
2: that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough spot. All right, well, this is how the segment works. I don't know if you heard this before, but uh, now we ask you to to call us. Uh, Basically, Anonymous is saying that I already told my grandson that I was going to pay for his honeymoon. And uh, he went ahead and purchased everything. And the plan was for me to give them a gift on their wedding. And, And so I guess that the plan was to like, hey, here's a check. Here's everything. Everything's paid for. Congratulations. Yeah. But now you found out that she had an affair, and now you don't want to pay for You don't feel like you should have to pay for this honeymoon anymore.
4: I don't want to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: 410-583-1065. Do we tell Anonymous to go for it? Is she? Does she have the right to say this, uh, or do we talk her out of it?
3: I hate this so much, but I, I hope that you do give your grandson the money, and I think it's just because... It's like you just said a minute ago, it's screwing him over. Like yeah. I, The whole situation itself is terrible, but if he's making the decision to move forward with this marriage, that's his decision, and you made a promise to him that that's something that you wanted to do for him, but I would just hate to put him in an even worse situation when he's already trying to work through something, whatever they're trying to work yeah. through.
4: I understand what you're saying, and I do sympathize with my grandson, but I also feel that I, I just can't even imagine going forward with a relationship that you know is not good from the start.
2: I think that, it, that at the end of the day, like, no one is obligated to give a gift. Like, it's not a thing. It's, no, absolutely. It's like, it's like tipping at a restaurant, no, okay? No, you're like, correct.
3: She's not obligated, but she told him, hey, don't worry about it. Go crazy. Put it everything on the... Cr-. It, it would be different if she didn't already say, I got you. You're good. I'm your safety net. Oh, just kidding. I'm going to remove that from you. Okay,
2: so what do we think in this situation? 410 1065 Anonymous says, I, I told my grandson I was going to pay for his... Moon, and then all of a sudden his fiance cheats, and I don't want to do it anymore. Like I don't want to pay for that. Uh, does, does does she still? Do we tell her to go for that, and that's fine? Like she doesn't doesn't have to pay, or do we talk her out of it? Hey Jennifer from Baltimore, good morning. Hey, good morning. She does not want to pay for this honeymoon. Do we tell her to go for it or talk her out of it? I think
1: she shouldn't do it. Really, shouldn't pay for it. She should not give him the money. If the girl cheated. They're going to have problems. I would try to talk to the uh, grandson and say,
3: nah, this isn't a good idea. So I, I totally see that point. But you think that it's okay for her to go back on the amount of money that she already promised them. So they've been in the process of putting this large amount of money on a credit card, knowing that their grandma was going to take care of it. You think it, like she's okay basically just to say never mind anymore?
1: I still agree. I would if it was my money, I would not do it. Okay. Mm. And that's and I think
2: we all have to kind of look at it from that point yes, of view too. Yeah. Like if it was your
1: money and we're
2: talking $6,000, would you feel comfortable giving that money up? Honestly, not just like, oh, this is a, a grandma's promised your grandson, but how would we feel? Would we feel comfortable doing that? That's a really good point. Thank you for calling us. You're welcome. 410-583-1065. You want to hop in this conversation today. We'd love it. Paige from Middle River, good morning. Good morning. So what? she doesn't want to pay for this honeymoon anymore. Do we tell her to go for it or do we talk her out of that?
1: You talk her out of that because she made the obligation to tell them that she would pay for it and it's something that they've already put out of their pockets, And
4: it's their relationship.
2: So something that our our last caller just said, and I want to to pose the same question to you, which is if this was your money, if this was your $6,000, would you still give it to this relationship, even though it seems kind of rocky from the beginning?
1: 110% I would. Wow. I would definitely speak to my grandson and be like, hey, I'm giving you this money because I've already said I would, Yeah. but this is something you really need to think about and let him make that decision if he wants to continue to spend the money or see if he can get a refund for it if he feels okay. the marriage isn't going to work. Yeah. But in the long run, she made the obligation right and... She owes him that okay. because otherwise he'll be the one in debt because she already said she would pay the 6000
2: Exactly. It. Thank you for calling us. Thank you. This is E from Baltimore. What up, E?
0: No, I don't think she should. That money was promised to a couple that believed in fidelity. Mm-hmm. Is it true? Oh. That, exactly. You feel me? Yeah. That money was promised to two people who loved each other and wouldn't do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, since the wife has cheated, well, fiancé, has cheated there's no guarantee she won't do it again so why go in this hard and risk that woman cheating again and leaving because i truly believe once a cheater always a cheater Mm. i mean it's not her fault her grandson was too weak to penalize this girl for stepping out yeah
1: okay.
2: okay i listen i hear that because again when she promised this money it was kind of Promises on different terms, right? Like this was like we're two faithful people together. We're starting a life together. Like I, the, I, the, the okay. things have exactly. I agree.
3: I agree with both of you. The hard thing I'm trying to get through though right now is the fact that she gave them the amount of money and they had already planned on that amount of money and then not to have that anymore.
0: That See, that's on, on him. The, that's on the grandson. He knew his girl cheated. Yeah. He kept that from the grandmother when she yeah. could have said, "Listen." Hold on to that. We can do, you can give this to us another day when we know things are solid. Mm-hmm. Yep. That money was promised to a completely different couple than the couple y'all are talking about right now. Yep. And okay. that's what it comes down to.
2: I, I see that, E. I see that. I'm glad you called us. Thank, thank, thank you. you so much. No problem. 410-583-1065. Hey, g from Hartford County. Good morning. Hi, how are you? We're good. You know, she doesn't want to pay for this honeymoon anymore. Do we tell her to go for it? Like, that's okay? Or do we talk her out of it?
1: So, I'm pretty petty when it comes to someone messing with my kid or someone that I love. Yeah. So, since she promised the grandson six grand, I say she gives him three now and then three for the honeymoon with his second wife. Damn.
3: Gina said, I wow.
2: said what I said. Take the three and you're getting the three later. Gina, it's uh it's it's definitely petty. It's definitely petty. But um oh, yeah. I, petty and proud. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I, I don't even know that I'm disappointed with it, honestly. That it, needs it, to be it, on a t shirt, <laughs> petty it, and proud. <laughs> it literally we just we just started to brand over this. I love um, it. Hey the Gina, that's actually an interesting perspective. But I don't know that do I mean like all jokes aside, I mean what if she just gave some of it and was mm-hmm. like, hey, like, let's see how this goes. Maybe I'll give you the next for a ten year
3: All jokes aside, I still think it's messed up because that's what they've been planning for. But technically, you're still giving him the six grand. You're just giving the half at a later date.
1: Okay. She doesn't have to pay for the cheater's honeymoon. Just her grandson. Okay.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, Hey. it's an option. It's an option. I think it's an option. Okay. Thank you for calling us.
1: No problem, you guys. Have a great day.
2: You too. Let me me get her back on. Uh, Anonymous. Uh, Hello. So you've heard all this what do you what do you think
4: i just can't condone cheating i i feel bad for my grandson obviously but i just can't support him starting a marriage with a cheater and, and
2: really though the obligation that you already made to pay for the honeymoon like
3: you don't mind just kind of throwing that away with with no warning so he's gonna find oh. that out on his wedding day
4: I mind it terribly. That's why I'm in such a dilemma that I can't condone cheating.
2: Well, here's what we always say is you've got, I mean, it's Thursday. You've got time before the wedding to really think about that. Like really think about what everybody, everybody, literally everybody said in this conversation. Yeah. And yeah. really take it in. I think you'll make the decision that's right for you, mm-hmm. but you really think about too the opposite side. Like I understand that you don't you don't owe anybody a gift, but you also realize that you're leaving your grandson.
3: Yeah, it's like take her out of it. It's him. It's him that's also going to have to suffer you the consequences yeah. from starting, the decision. Starting
2: their marriage with you know in debt with that with that thing you said you were going to pay for. So we, with this segment, we always kind of like to find out what happens, and if you're okay. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we'd love to get an update with what actually you decided to do. Um, we again, right. again, I don't know your name. I don't. I don't want to know your name. I don't want to know your uh-huh. phone number. Uh, we just ask that you call us back on Monday and you let us know what you decided to do. If that's okay with you. Would that be okay? Yes. Yeah.